Hey, hey, family. Welcome back to the Spoiled Milk Podcast. I'm one half of the Dynamic Duo. I'm DJ, and I got my co-host, Big Mike. What's up, man? DJ, how's it going, man? I'm, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Not as good as you, though, but I'm doing all right. No, no, no. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay here. Things are going all right. Um, for the for the listeners, and I guess for the viewers now, if we're doing video, I'm um, sorry for the, for the long absence between podcasts, but we're back. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Oh, yeah. not, not quite like... Indiana Jones that many years between sequels, but but we're definitely back. <laughs> yeah, well you can you can you can tell visually that he's uh not the same indie anymore, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I don't know, you know, it's kinda of tough watching old man indie. You know, when I re- when I remember the, the Temple of Doom indie from nineteen eighty five and now we seeing senior citizen indie. Yeah, look, yeah, that's a little just, different. They should just recast them. Just recast, I, you know, Kingdom of Crystal Skull. We knew they, they were trying to do the handoff. It's yeah. some, sometimes you just can't do the handoff, right? Sometimes you just got to say, look, we're going with a totally new person. Do it like James Bond. Totally. You know, he had the last crusade. before. Okay, all right. Uh, and then go with somebody else. And let's not try to shoehorn it in. Uh, I, I think the new movie... I, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. Dial of Destiny, not liking. Yeah, yeah, me either. I'm. I, I, that's that's to me. A, it's already a pass. It's borderline on hard pass. Yeah. yeah. If somebody sees it and says, "Man, it's the greatest thing ever," and you have to go see it. I may consider, but as of, as of right now, it's a hard pass. I want to keep my my good memories of 1980s Indiana Jones. I don't want to spoil that too much. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, with with eighty year old Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, God bless Harrison for it, right? But but man, look, it's it's just time to hang it up, and he knows it. He knows yeah. it, but they keep throwing gobs of money at him. And yeah. if I were him, I'd take the money too. Okay, all right, you go. You're gonna throw all this money at me, and okay, fine. Whatever. Yeah, you know, and, and we're gonna see what happens. I, I'm. I'm about like you. I doubt if I'm going to see it in theaters, right? I, yeah. I know uh, they're trying to pass it off to uh, Phoebe Waller Bridges, or you know, hopefully I got her name right. And I'm just like, I, I'm not seeing that. I, I like my Indiana Jones the way I like my Indiana Jones. That's just how it goes. And I'm not. I doubt if I'm going to see. It. It's too many other good movies out. It's just too many. Played too many other good movies, and I really have an urge to go pull out my old Blu-ray set of the first three. That fourth one is still like that. You know, that's that's like the ugly stepsister of the Indiana Jones series. To me, it's only three movies: yeah. Raiders, Temple of Doom, and Last Crusade. Everything else, those are rumored sequels. Those aren't actual sequels. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm with you. They say. Yeah, I, after yeah. after Last Crusade. And I went to see Crystal Skull in the theater. And you can tell, like, oh, this is not the same guy. And, and I think the my favorite part of that film, right, because it's not a lot, but it's like in the beginning when they're in the warehouse and he's fighting against the, the Nazis in this big Area 51 warehouse and they're trying to get the alien skull or whatever. And I'm, uh, or the crystal skull, spoiler warning, sorry. Uh, but you know, that whole, that whole, I mean, what do you expect? This, the, the, yeah, podcast spoiler, is spoiler, the title. Yeah. you know, we're going to spoil some stuff, but that whole action set piece of him kind of going through the warehouse, I, I like that. Now, the rest of the film, I could have kind of did without some of it, but 
you know, they, they did try. You could tell they were trying and they weren't phoning it in. You know, yeah, yeah it's it's not up there with the other three, but not it's like all. it's mindless fun. It's just like, all right, whatever. It's cool. So I actually have very few members of that movie. I remember hearing that one beloved character from the past was coming back. And I kept hoping it was short round because because the mean Short Ryan and, and uh, Doctor Jones were and were an, were an awesome team, mm-hmm. and I think I think closer to the movie coming out, we learned it was it was one of the ladies from Raiders was coming back, and I think Charlotte Buff was going to be the the one who was rumored to be you know going to going to have it passed off to him, and it looks like I don't know what happened to Shia after the Transformers stopped calling. It seemed like his career just. Just bottomed out all of a sudden, but it, it was those videos he was doing. Remember the video, do it, just do it, and all that. And, yeah. and, and I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what was going. On. But he's, a, I mean, he's an excellent talent. He is. I wouldn't have mind seeing an older, more mature character in the indie role. Like I think for him, for for, for a long time, he was uh, pretty much. Uh, kind of pigeonholed in a lot of those, you know, silly roles, oh, yeah. and Same. yeah, and you know, and he's Transformers, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, even the Nickelodeon, I mean, the early Disney stuff he did, right? Was it yeah. even Stevens and all these other shows he did? Very silly roles, but the, the dude has some range. He has some talent. Like, uh, have you? There's a movie called uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, right? I've never heard of Peanut Butter Falcon. Sounds yeah. Yeah, it's not sci-fi. It, it's like a, you know, it's, it's like a, a coming of age uh, movie about a kid. I, I think he has uh, Down syndrome. Okay. And he links up with Shia LaBeouf's character, and they kind of look out for one another. And he teaches him to enjoy life, and Shia LaBeouf tells him, you know, he teaches him to look out for himself. It's a really good movie. Uh, yeah, it is. It's a really good movie. It's uh, pen- the, the title again is Peanut Butter Falcon. I think it's like two hours long. Okay. I watched it a couple years ago. It was really good. And then it was a, another movie he was in uh, with uh, Brad Pitt. And he did well in that film as well. And uh, it's based in it's World War II. And I think their they're tank, uh, their uh, their uh, uh, they're tank drivers, like they, you know, they're tankers. They they drive around. Yeah, it's it's really good. I can't remember the name of it right now. It escapes me. But if you like yeah. certain Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf movie, it yeah. should pop up. It's the only yeah. one. Uh, but that's really that one. yeah, but he got he has some range, and yeah. uh, you know, I think those more artsy films or you know those more grounded films are for him. So if they were to get someone else, I would really like that. But I'm not really liking. Uh, the look of this new indie and then hopefully we get because this is the only thing that's really got me interested in dial of destiny hopefully we will get uh uh short rounds character back right oh, in, yeah. in some respectable way uh maybe he could be a professor now of archaeology somewhere yeah, exactly. and and i think that would be good that'll like bring it full circle uh for us 80s kids to yeah. Yeah, you know, like a little five minute cameo would be enough, even though, you know, they don't want to make him a full character. And as a matter of fact, I didn't know, I think his name is Kihu Kwan. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was still acting until I think earlier earlier this year and doing the quote unquote award season. He, he got an award for some movie. I'm like, wow, if he's still acting, 
you know, he should be in the next Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, he was in uh, everything, everywhere, everything, all at once. Uh, okay. So it's like a multiverse movie. I watched like, uh, I want to say about 25, 40% of the movie, somewhere like that. I don't even think I got halfway through. There was yeah. something that went on and I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to do this. I, it, it was like one of those weird visual things. And yeah. sometimes I see stuff like that and I'm like, I don't know. So I'm, I'm going to eventually go back and, and finish it. But uh, his parts, at least what i seen in that film, were really, really good. So okay. let's see how it goes. That's cool. So let's catch up on what we missed because we missed a lot. So yeah, we missed quite a, quite a bit for real. Yeah, buckle your seatbelts. You guys know how we are. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And some things may be spoiled, but I kind of see it like, you know, if if we go back far enough, it's kind of almost like a statute of limitations. You know, if you really wanted to see this movie and it came out four months ago, is it really a spoiler now? If you hadn't seen Ant-Man 2 or if you hadn't seen some of the movies, we're probably going to spoil a little bit of <laughs> Did you really care enough to not get spoiled? So, so yeah, so so that's that that sort of spoiler warning, sort of statement on spoilers, I guess. Yeah, I, I, look, you know, it, it's at this point we gotta catch up, right? So, like, like you know, I had I just watched Ant Man two, uh, right when it was released on Disney Plus. Okay. What I think, yeah, it wasn't as bad as people say it. Right, like a lot of people, they just they drug it, uh, and the CGI in some parts, especially like with Modoc, uh, that was it was kind of weird looking, strange, very, very, very weird, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, Modoc is a floating head. I'm a comic book yeah. guy, so I knew that going in. Yeah, uh, but you know, I, I think that the movie could have done without that character, or maybe they could have used him to give him a, a true uh, arc of redemption. Yeah. Uh, yeah, instead of just kind of making him a silly, you know, goofy, <laughs> two-dimensional character, uh, yeah. and the CGI for him was just it was it was atrocious, right? Like you, yeah, you see other stuff in other films, other Marvel movies, and you're like, okay, this is way better. It's the execution is better. Everything else is is awesome, and you know, to see that. In Ant Man, I was like, ah, okay. But I will say this: Jonathan Majors as Kang, amazing. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was the best part of that movie. He was. He was. Yeah. But I, I, I'm gonna tell you this though: I am angry because we talked, we spoke about this a lot, right? Because I was looking forward to Ant Man, uh, mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to it, and then the reviews started rolling in, and I was like, yeah, I'll wait till this comes out on Disney Plus. But what made me angry about it is. Uh, and I think they might have, you know, took this stuff out in the reshoots, but there were were article after there was article after article after article talking about how uh, one of the Fantastic Four was going to debut in this movie, yeah. and we didn't get it at all. And I was furious. Yeah, furious. Yeah, that was that was one of the reasons I went to see it. I actually went to the theaters to see it. I think it was either like opening night or the, or the next couple nights or so. And I was hyped up. I would say Jonathan Majors is the best part of this movie. The second best part of this movie is the is the music in the trailer, mm-hmm. and that had me kind of hyped up. I'm I'm not really a, a big fan of Elton John, but I like that song. 
and it was kind of like uh, Black Panther 2. I, I really loved that trailer, and the movie was a disappointment to me later. And to me, Ant, Ant, Ant-Man 2, as we had talked about so many times, that was going to be Marvel's redemption. That was going to be them getting back on the right path. If I Quantum- take a sports analogy, right? Okay. Uh, if I take a sports analogy, that was going to be the good draft where they draft that, not necessarily franchise quarterback, but that linebacker that's going to anchor the defense to kind of get them pointed back in the right direction. And, right. and, the, and that linebacker towards ACL in training camp, though. I mean, that that movie was, <laughs> it was it was just okay. And I think <laughs> it's, it's like Marvel. I'm not sure what's happened. It's, it's almost like they can't compete with what they used to do. I'm assuming now we are officially with phase five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ant-Man Quantumania was supposed to be the beginning of phase five, uh, which I mean that would, you know, in theory, that's fine because you're introducing a a brand new villain and, and getting that going. Right. And that's okay. Uh, but as far as, you know, the far reaching implications I didn't really see that. I mean, they they kind of did. Uh, they they kind of did uh, what they did at the end of Avengers, right? Because uh, with at the end of the first Avengers movie, they went ahead and showed you Thanos. Like, okay, Thanos is coming or whatever, right? And now we're supposed to. Oh man, Thanos is coming. I didn't get that same feeling with uh, Kang, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, it was it was a little silly. With uh, you know yeah. all the the stadium of kings, I was like, exactly. hey, oh man, like you know you they didn't have to, it was like well overblown. I understand what they're doing from you know from a comic book aspect. You know you the council of kings, I think it's called. Uh, I can understand that from that aspect, but but truly it, in execution, it didn't go well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. Either. Yeah, and, and I don't think they've made it clear enough what sort of being Kang is. You know, they, they, they hadn't necessarily made it made it clear whether there are just many different Kangs, or Kang can present himself in many different forms. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming there are just many different Kangs, like in the stadium or whatever. And one Kang was fighting Lang and the Ant Man family. In uh, in the, in the quantum in the quantum realm, but yeah, just to, to me, just a general outlook for Marvel doesn't look that good. You know, I've been seeing them ramping up for the new Captain America, and as much as I like the Falcon, and I want to see the brother get a little shine, <laughs> he's just not Steve Rogers. I mean, I don't know if they can talk Chris, Chris Evans back and throw enough money at him that he could take the role again. I mean, they could easily write him back in. Maybe He's, when we left to go back with Park, with, with, with Peggy Carter, something came or somebody went back in time and said, hey, hey, man, we need you. Put on the suit and here's the shield. I mean, something. Because if, if, if you look at what made the first three phases so great, it was probably generally a lot of Captain America, mm-hmm. a lot of Iron Man, yep. and a whole lot of the Hulk and Black Widow. And yep. they're all gone now. And Chadwick is gone as Black Panther. Yep. So now going forward, we have the Falcon Captain America. We have Bucky, who was one of the greatest sidekicks ever, but never, I don't think, a big enough character to kind of lead anything on his own. And we have a lot of things that just haven't worked. To me, 
uh, Doctor Strange is a great character in a movie. Mm-hmm. We don't really need to see Doctor Strange by himself anymore. I agree. And Captain Marvel, people generally don't like Brie Larson. Me included, I am people. <laughs> and I'm really hoping in in the Marvels that Rogue comes out of nowhere and drains her powers, and I probably won't get that because that's what I want. And be but done. forward, I just don't really see... I just don't really see what's left for the Avengers. I don't know if Kevin Feige needs to go, and I don't want to be like those, you know, that that uh, rowdy fan base when the team doesn't do well, they want to fire the head coach. But I mean, really, I mean, is is he the problem? Yeah, uh, and and it could be right uh, because you know what what worked before will not primarily work right now, uh, not with what they're doing. Uh, you know, we're gonna switch gears in just a second to, okay. to Guardians Three, right? Okay. Uh, but with Marvel, it seems like that you know they don't really have the identity that they used to, like you know of not not only of you know who they are, but what they're doing, right? Like okay, like it, it seems like a lot. Like all right, we're gonna try this. If this don't work, we'll change the plan again. And if that don't work, we'll change the plan again. And I'm just like okay, you guys, you. You know, at this point, you should have a clear-cut idea of what you want to do, uh, yeah. especially with them dabbling in so many things, right? Like, we've been kind of dabbling with the multiverse and kind of dabbling with mutants and then kind of dabbling with the Fantastic Four and then dabbling a little bit in the quantum realm. Yeah. In, in actuality, all of these things are their own tent poles, right? right. Like, you can have your own tent pole and build it up toward the Fantastic Four. You can have your own tent pole and build it up towards the larger m- multiverse uh, or the X-Men, right? Mutants. Uh, yeah. there, there's a lot of things that you can kind of do. Uh, and for me, I'm just like, all right, we, we need to have that identity of what we're doing. And, and that was, when we talked about this before. I always believe, and I still believe, they should have taken a break and said, okay, we're taking a break for a little while. We're going to circle the wagons and figure out what we're going to do. Because if you go down the route of the multiverse, and I recommend this for anybody who was listening to our podcast, right? Anybody. If you go down the route of the multiverse, you, then you got to read Secret Wars, the, the new oh, one. Yeah. Not the old one from the 80s, but the, the one from uh, Jonathan Hickman his run and basically what he did with the the avengers is his run started the avengers off fresh and it started with captain america and iron man having a discussion and i think we mentioned this before but they had a discussion about what the avengers would look like and who would, who would be able to pick up the pieces after they're gone okay so this was this is what they did and his whole line was about uh, making an Avengers world. So basically having Avengers all over the place, all over the world, and depending on the threat, you can say, okay, we're going to call Moon Knight. Okay, we're going to call this person. Okay, we're going to call this. You know, and then based on that, you know, based on that, then you get all these heroes that you can call at the drop of a dime for any of these global, international, or universal threats based upon their strength. Which to me was was great, and I was like, okay, you could talk uh, 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 Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. for coming back 
as in in a couple cameo roles, setting right. up a new Avengers after they retire. Okay, we can't do this any longer, and, or just recasting them all together, right? And then going from there. Uh, and a lot of people say, "Oh my God, that's crazy! That's crazy!" Well, it gives you an opportunity to love new characters, right? Yeah. Because going into it, I'm be honest with you, right? You know, a lot of people who don't read comic books don't know this, so I'm gonna let the cat out the bag for those who don't know. <laughs> you know, people did not like Captain America. People did not like Iron Man. People did yeah. not like Thor. It's the reason why Marvel kept them. Mar- Marvel kept them because other companies look at looked at those characters as not as marketable. So they yeah. looked at those characters like, okay, you know, we want the X Men, we want Fantastic Four. We want Spider-Man. We want, you know, some of these other characters. These are characters. We want the Incredible Hulk. You guys can keep these dudes because we don't want them. And, and it, it's the magic of Marvel to be able to take those characters and then make them somebody into somebody you want to see. I mean, you know, and that has that had worked for Marvel all in the first three or four phases. Because nobody, let's just be honest, nobody liked the Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody liked any of these characters of the galaxy. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot. You know, Black Panther had his following. You know, primarily in between in our community, but he wasn't like a large star for most people. So they took all of these low-level characters and say, okay, we're going to use them for their base characteristics and build it up. So if you can do that before, why not do that again, and then give us what we want—good stories. So most definitely, and I think. At, at some point, too, just to add to everything you said, which I totally agree with, I think they rested on their laurels. They're like, we're we're Marvel. We're the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've done this. But we don't necessarily have a plan. You know, the the whole Thanos Infinity Saga was a perfect storyline. And it mm-hmm. seems like they had everything wrapped up around that. And when that wrapped, they didn't have a clear-cut direction forward. Yep. And not only did, did that rap and they lost their biggest villain, they lost two of their biggest heroes in Captain America and in, in an Iron Man. And going forward, this looks just like the remnants of what's left. And it's like, they just don't have a plan, you know? And and I'm assuming we'll see Kang as the, as the new big bad or whatever. But, you know, that's, that's not even certain. Yeah, and, and I think you, you bring up a good point, right? Because this wasn't meant to be a Marvel podcast today, but I, I got to jump on this because you just said something I think is profound. They can always have done a flashback, right. you know, before they're going to fight Thanos, before they're going to jump in the multiverse, before they go into the time stream. And Captain America and Iron Man have a, you know, a, an actual idea and say, okay, we need to continue on the Avengers initiative and right. make sure that we have all the you know have some other people in the background ready for if when we eventually die in battle or eventually when we fall or until someone can replace us you know uh replace our mantles people can still look out for earth they can still look out you know for the world and that would have fit in perfectly right with a movie and and i know we all hate it right but it would have fit in perfectly with a movie like Eternals, right? Okay. You know, and and I'm not a fan of the Eternals, right? But what if it was this B group or this B team 
that they had in mind or these individuals they've been tracking and say, look, we know you have powers. We know you've been hiding yourselves or or even the X-Men. Right. And say, look, we know you've been hiding yourselves, but we've been protecting the world. And yeah. when we don't when we don't make it back, you guys have to be ready. Here you go. Right. You, you know, and it doesn't have to be the Eternals, but it, it could have been anybody else, right? Uh, but you have to have that contingency plan. And then from there, you take somebody, you don't make Thor the captain of the Avengers because he ain't ready. You don't do it, right? No. <laughs> you don't do it. But you can definitely make, there. there's an argument that you can make Hawkeye captain, you know, the leader of the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, you, you can make Hawkeye the leader of Avengers. It's happened. It's been in the comic books. He's been the leader before. Why not? But like you said, it, it, they're not. They're kind of just spinning their wheels right now, and we'll see where that's gonna go. But let's let's kind of change gears just a little bit, oh, okay? Right? Because I don't I don't really count this movie as Phase Five of the Marvel Universe. Uh, it is in Phase Five because it came after Ant Man, but it's definitely its own thing guardians of the galaxy three what did you think i actually haven't seen it uh since ant-man disappointed me so much i said i think i'll wait and stream guardians three they've got me at the movies one time they've got me to get the large popcorn and big drinks and all this stuff so next time i'll just wait on the stream hopefully it's coming pretty soon because what what do they say 36 yeah. days or so or 40 days from the time it hits theaters you can stream it so I, I will tell you this right and I'm never going to lead you astray okay awesome go see it go see it before it comes out of the theater you want to see it on the big screen okay okay now, now I will say granted parts of the beginning are a little wonky okay. right it's a little like okay I, I see where you're going yeah, you know it's like it's like a lot of third movies, right? You get an action set piece, or you get a story, and you're just like, eh, okay, all right, I'll just do. It. It's almost like uh, when Luke goes and rescues Han Solo from Jabba the Hutt. You, okay. you know, you you're just like, okay, I want to get to Darth Vader. I want to get to all this other stuff. Yeah. I will suffer through this to get right. to that. Okay. That's pretty much how it is in Gar- Guardians. However, once you get past this part, and you're going to know it, you're going you're gonna to be watching, you're going to say it. But once you get past that part of the film, it hits on all cylinders. They're, they're on the storyline. They're hitting it. It's going. And it is the best Marvel movie that has been out, in, not, not including the Spider-Man, right? Not including the Spider-Man movie, because that's really something. But not including those, this has been the best movie to come out of Marvel in a very, very long time. And okay. and honestly, as sad it, as it is to say, that statement doesn't mean as much as it used to mean. The best Marvel movie that's come out in a long time. That's like saying Hefty is the tallest Smurf. He's 3.3 <laughs> apples high. And the rest well, of them are three apples high. Well, <laughs> I, I will tell you this. It's on par with the greatness of Marvel before okay. Endgame. Before okay. Endgame is on par with that. Okay, okay, on sounds good. That. Sounds good. It's okay. it's worth your eight bucks or nine bucks or ten bucks or whatever you pay. You know, okay. you'll see. It's worth it. I I would actually go see it again. It is a tearjerker. Oh, it okay. is. It it is, and it 
It's very, if you enjoyed the, the especially the first Guardians. I wasn't a real big fan of the second one. It was okay. It was all right. It had its moment. I'm better too. Yeah. Uh, but this one is more akin to the first one. Okay. And it ties up a lot of loose threads. And it feels like, okay, this is the last uh, concert tour for this band. And you're yeah. going to best eye them. Okay. Well, cool, cool. I'll, I'll definitely check it out because I, I saw something. Dave Batista said this is the it, this is it for him for Marvel, and and he he bid goodbye. So I'm assuming the Guardians, as we know it, that's pretty much it for them too. And and that that just kind of I guess adds to my earlier point. The the best parts of the first three phases of of the MCU are basically gone now, and now we've got to deal with with what's left, and you know. And to not not bog the whole podcast down with with complaints about the MCU, <laughs> but we haven't gotten enough of the Fantastic Four to have very positive thoughts going forward. We haven't gotten enough rumors of the X Men to say, okay, well that's just what's going to that's what's going to lead us forward. Because at this point, this would be an excellent time for them to say we're going forward with the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. We're going forward with the X Men. Maybe Kang is going to be some kind of galactic threat, and they're going to have to be involved. Sort of take some of the some of the interest or the incentive off the Avengers and push the Fantastic Four, push the X Men. Maybe even bring back the Defenders or or Alpha Flight. I mean, something. Anything. That's crazy to say, Alpha Flight, but something because they've pretty much got the Avengers dead in the water, so they need something to come in and say this is we're going to put everybody versus Kang I don't know yeah well I mean the the, the problem with this at least what I see from a logistical standpoint is they've created a world where there aren't that many breadcrumbs meaning that you know when you watch the first phases of Marvel there's a lot of setup there right a lot of setup, even for Spider-Man. So you get a lot of setup for Wakanda. You get a lot of setup for Spider-Man. You get a lot of setup for you know uh, entities out in space. You get a lot of setup, even with things they were like, all right, we're gonna do this, and like, ah, it doesn't really fit. So we'll just release it in the uh, deleted scenes or whatever, right? Yeah, you get a lot of setup for worlds within worlds. So. The, the quantum manium going back to that that was the perfect setup for the fantastic four to travel through that quantum realm and to come out on the other end of this universe or this dimension right, right. uh you know the multiverse perfectly set up to bring in these other heroes and these other uh uh people right in my opinion they they should have if you're going to introduce you know anybody i i think the way they did it in doctor strange was somewhat good because they introduced the idea of mr fantastic right, right. that was good it was like okay and then they introduced the idea of mutants yeah. now i'm like okay build on that let's build on that all right where are these people here why are, why why are we not seeing them what is going on there you know let's Let's deal with that in a certain way. And, and we haven't gotten that thus far. And I I just, I really want them to start building on and putting in the breadcrumbs, building on the breadcrumbs, 
even if it's just something off in the distance that says Baxter Building, right? Yeah, right, definitely. Or, or them just driving down the street uh, or going to upstate New York and driving by Gray Malkin Lane, which is the uh, address for uh, the X, X-Men mansion. Right. right something yeah something right like you you gotta you gotta do this stuff in order to build it up so hopefully they do it but but guardians getting back to that oh, yeah. this movie is its own thing uh, it connects to the mcu in very light ways but it, it just it's its own thing and it's better for it like it's better we're better off for it they don't try to force it they don't try to make us you know fit all this other stuff if you could literally see guardians one guardians two and guardians three and enjoy it without having to watch any of the other marvel movies okay yeah all right so 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 now for for that do you think it's fair to credit james gunn for that yeah he's good enough to sort of make it make it basically its own universe that's within the marvel universe yeah i do I, i i credit him because you can see a lot of the stuff in, in the new Marvel. You can see a lot of stuff that he and Ryan Coogler both do, right? Right. Up until their movies, you did not get a, a music driving part of the narrative. You didn't get that until you got right. those two movies: Guardians, uh, Guardians, and then Black Panther. That's right. when you really got that. Uh, you know the the entire team dynamic that James Gunn does. Each character has their own personality, their own motivations, how they connect with other characters. They have their own story arcs, which is good. Now we see that in the Avengers, but you know the advantage of the Avengers is all of these characters got their own movie. Yeah. prior to them coming together in the Avengers, exactly. right? So the character arc started somewhere else and then they pretty much ended in another movie. However, with James Gunn, you see all of his character arcs explored within his sets of movies. Okay. So, so I give him that and it, it take, that takes some skill to be able to ex- explore, you know, and, and you really don't explore group, right? Because he's group. Uh, but you do explore Quinn, Gamora, uh, Nebula, Drax, uh, yeah, Rocket, all of them get their own character arcs and they get their own character arcs within the Guardians movie, not outside of it. So I got to get that to James Gunn. He did, he did a fantastic job. And by the time you get to the end of Guardians, you are really satisfied with the art of every character, even Mantis, sure. even Mantis, you just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sure. you, yeah, you you get some good arcs there, and then they build upon some other things uh, for later on down the line. But amazing, amazing, amazing uh, stuff they got going on. Okay, cool. I'll be sure to check that one out then, because I think it's probably still in a couple theaters around here. It should be. I mean, it's still out. I mean, if you don't see it, you can see it at home, but. You know, sitting oh, yeah. in the theater, it is it is very, very magical. So let me ask you then, what do we have next on the docket? What movie? All right, let's see. What we have on the docket here. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Um, okay. 
I laugh because I see I have fat, fast X written down, and I know uh, that's that's not quite your fat your favorite franchise. Or we can discuss. Let's talk about it. Anyway. I'm, I'm growing soft in my old age, so. Okay. <laughs> no, I actually haven't seen Fast X. It's definitely on my list to go see very soon. Okay. And it's kind of like at this point, it, it sort of makes makes me laugh when I think about it. There, there came a point with the Friday the 13th movies, I said to myself, well, you've seen all the rest of them, so you might as well go see number nine. Or you've seen all the rest of them. You, you've invested this much time. You might as well go check out this new one. Yeah, I pretty much feel the same way with Fast X. I mean, they've got to the point where now, where if you've never seen these movies whatsoever, if you're from another country, you've never heard of Ben Diesel or Dom Toretto or whatever, and you watch number ten, and then you go back and watch number one, and you like this is this is not even the same universe because they're doing all kind of ridiculous flying cars, and I think they went to outer space in number nine, which was totally ridiculous. But it's like to me. It's two hours plus of mindless fun, a lot of explosions, a lot of car chases, a couple good fights. It's not anything you have to really, really, you know, try to concentrate on too much. Very, very low brain cell usage. So just go in and just, just, just watch it and, you know, you know, experience all of that. And as you walk into the car and whatever, you've probably forgotten just a little bit of it every step you take closer to the car going home. But hey... You know, this was something cool. This was fun. <laughs> so I will say this, right? Like, I, I actually want to see this one. I want to see how do they top putting, uh, what was it? It wasn't a Yugo. What was that? It was a, what kind of car they put in space? Oh, I can't remember now. That's a good one. It was one. like a Chevette or something like that. It was yeah. Fiero. They put a Fiero or something in space. Fiero, that's right. A, a Fiero. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, how how can they top this? How how can you top? And just just for curiosity's sake, so you know, we have uh, I think we have five dollar uh, Tuesday movies. Okay. So one of these Tuesdays, I'm going to end up sneaking over to the theater. Oh yeah, and, check uh, that going to see uh, Fast X. I, I want to see it. But I had an idea, man. I had an idea. And this, I know it's strange. It's okay. probably weird. Uh, but I, I think, uh, so Universal Studios uh, uh, is the producer of Fast X. Mm-hmm. Right? I know where you're going with this. I you know where I'm going. They, I totally they're, agree. They're also, they're also the producer of two of my other favorite fan- franchises. Okay. Transformers and G.I. Joe. Exactly. I would love, love to see <laughs> a mashup between the three franchises all together. I would love, love, love to see that. That I think I totally that would agree. be amazing. amazing. My only question is, when you have The Rock, does he play Roadblock or does he play Hobbs? Oh, well, we run into the same thing with Tyrese. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tyrese is in the Transformers. Also. He's in Transformers and Fast X. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, you know, they've they've basically done everything crazy under the sun. Just, just have them play both roles. Yeah, have well. The, the Rock play both play both Roadblock and Hobbs. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you the Mustache is Roadblock and the full goatee is Hobbs, and that's all we need to know. That's, that's the only explanation we need. The only explanation we need. If you see him over here with the mustache, he's Roadblock. If you see him with the goatee, he's Hobbs. He's Hobbs. That's it. Okay. With Tyrese, we can we can have him with glasses on, maybe as 
as as his Transformers character. I don't know. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. We're not going to ask very many questions. You know, it's pretty tough. I think that's, you know, I think you've just solved the equation. You've yeah, solved yeah. it. That's it. It's solved. There's no yeah, need to pretty much. pretty much. You know, some glasses were good enough for Clark Kent. It's good enough for Tyrese Gibson. There you go. Yeah. Find that man a phone booth. That's it. Find him a phone booth. Yeah, I, th- I think that would be an excellent idea because they've done just about everything they can. Mm-hmm. And the Transformers, I see Transformers. Beast Wars is coming out. Oh, I'm I can't sort of iffy on that one. I'm kind of iffy on the Transformers with no market mark and no Shia. So I'm like, really? I mean, you know, who are the humans going to be? Are you just going to get some random jabronis? Shout out to The Rock. <laughs> To play these these human characters, but um, but yeah, I would love to see fast Transformers, GI Joe, fast Joe Farmers, something. I'm not sure how they want to flip that name, but oh, yeah, man, that's a great fast Joe Farmers. Oh fast my, fast Joe Farmers, yeah. Oh my goodness, oh, yeah, that's, that's great. Tom, Optimus and um, and our Duke. Oh yeah, look, um, look, fast Joe. Look, I think you're onto something there. Farmers, I'm serious, man. Farmers, oh my yeah. goodness! Oh, yeah. That's it. I, I see it. Seeing Megatron, seeing Cobra Commander and Megatron hanging out would, would just be just awesome. That's it. Yeah, with John Cena. No, John Cena is good now, right? Cena's Who? good now. I, I, I think um, Jason Momoa in the new Jason Momoa and the blonde girl from South Africa, Charlize Theron. She's one of the one of the ones who stayed a villain. Yeah, I so Charlie's Captain, I mean Charlie's Cobra Commander, uh, Aquaman, and Megatron. That's oh, yeah, that'll be a fearsome force. Yeah, that's that's uh, they're on par with Thanos in the Black Order. I can see that. Yeah, that's pretty much, pretty yeah, much. Joe Farmers. You know, Look, I, face Joe Farmers. Yeah, I think you're on to something. I might have to reach out to Universal and see if we can get us a deal to write that script. I think we can do that. I think that would can... be awesome, and I think yeah. while you're at it, while you're throwing all of this spaghetti against the wall, you <laughs> might as well find Ellen Ripley and a couple of aliens and toss them in there too. What the heck? Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're going to L LV four two six. That's it. That's, That's what it. I'm saying. LV four two six. You know, you might as well do all of that. You might as well, you know. Oh man! Uh, well, no, that's, that's Fox though. We can't do that. We can't come. Oh, across. that's right. That's right. That's, that's Fox. So we can't. We can't do that. But I, I will stick with the fast Joe Farmers. Fast Joe Farmers. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's, that's a win right there. That's a win. That's a win. Uh, win right I am excited for Beast Wars. I can do without the humans. I don't need them at all. Just give me the robots fighting each other. Uh, and if they do it more like Bumblebee. Than they did some of the other Transformers movies, I will be happy. I will yeah. be happy. I will be happy. But I actually but we, like Bumblebee. That was an underrated movie. I still was. don't know why they won't let Bumblebee talk. That's one thing that's that's always kind of kind of confused me. But 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 yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. And Cena was also in that one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know, I I could have did. I, again, you know, I, I can do without them taking his voice away every movie yeah. uh but they they need to get this together with that well uh, i don't know we'll see we'll see but let's move on okay, uh one that broke down i'm not sure if you've seen this uh fubar on netflix have you seen any or heard anything about fubar so i i have not seen it just yet it is on my queue 
Uh, anything with Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm probably gonna watch. Um, yeah. Just because you know Arnie is, you know my my daughter calls him the Terminator, like she yeah. doesn't even call him Arnold Schwarzenegger. She's like, the Terminator's in a new movie, Daddy. So it's, okay, yeah, pretty That's, much. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Uh, you know, I think it's linked uh, to the um, uh, 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 man who, uh, movie with Chris Hemsworth in it, The Extractor. Oh, I'm not yeah. sure if it's linked. Uh, maybe that's the wrong my heart. The, the, the two of them are actually on a Netflix commercial, and it's pretty hilarious seeing them in the elevator going back and forth. Okay, but I don't think it's linked. And Fubar is actually an, an eight episode miniseries. Oh, really? Okay, the movie, and it's it's pretty cool. Arnold is a playing a, a CIA agent slash spy. Okay, and his daughter his daughter is is also in the CIA. And if I say much more, it spoils it. But I can say old Arnold is a lot more entertaining than old Harrison Ford. I believe that. <laughs> yeah. Old 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 Arnold is pretty still pretty doggone awesome. So yeah, yeah it's 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 definitely it's definitely worth a watch. Okay. It's a pretty cool character. It kind of it it kind of gives you a little bit of true lives vibes. If you ever like true lives oh. with on uh, true lives with Arnold. Yeah. It's similar to that. Okay. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool as far as, you know, him having two identities, him having his his home life identity and his spy identity. Mm-hmm. So that's just, that's as much as I want to get into. But it's it's um it's pretty good. It's it's definitely worth a watch. Okay. Cool, it's cool. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. If if you know, based on the strength of that, because I mean, you know, I trust your your judgment. So I'm just I'm like I'll go check it. It's on my list already. And like I say, okay. anything Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll watch. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. uh, right now I've been catching up on Ted Lasso. Uh, so. I've heard a lot about Ted Lasso and have never watched Ted Lasso. I got to check that one out. It's really good. It's really good. It is a, uh-huh. uh, it's a feel good show. Like if you're not feeling really good, you usually can watch this and it'll pick you up. It's a really, really good it's a really good show. I enjoy it uh, a lot. I have uh, my favorite character is Roy Kent. Okay. <laughs> like the opposite of my personality, but okay, okay. You know, I wouldn't say the opposite. A lot of opposites there, but not totally. Not the total opposite. Okay. Uh, very close to total opposite, but not all the way. But good, okay. really good characters. Uh, good show there. Uh, but I'll check out Food Bar probably. Uh, okay. I started this weekend maybe. I'll get to it. Yeah, it's a good show. Check it out for real. Um, uh, I would say, I mean, it's a good show. It's an action-packed. Um, you know, it's a lot of lot of pretty pretty good stuff going on, and I, I I struggle to say things without spoiling. So so yeah, check it out. It's a very good show. And as far as Ted Lasso, what streaming service is Ted on? Oh, uh, that's Apple Plus. Apple, Apple Plus. Plus. Okay. Yeah. Look, I like man. Apple Plus. I got so much stuff that I need to catch up on. I got, uh, I'm finishing up Lasso, uh, okay. a new show called Silo. Yeah, I've, I've seen the previews for Silo. I want to check that out. Yep. Uh, there's a show on Amazon Prime called Jury Duty. I got to okay. get to that. It's basically a comedy where only one person is a real juror. Everyone okay. else are act are they're actors, uh, actors and actresses, and uh, he has no idea. Uh, okay, and some cool. stuff they do, man. I watched the first episode, hilarious. 
hilarious but it's garbage dude so i'm i'm like behind on some of that stuff but on my movies i'm pretty uh i'm pretty caught up so speaking of which right okay. i don't, okay. I don't this have anything else because i want to talk about this one last this you oh, know yeah, definitely. I, I got before we get i think you know what i'm talking about too well i, I totally know what you're talking about yeah, yeah do we have anything else before that we don't have let me look know, that was that was actually first on the list and i figured it was being saved for last intentionally Okay. So drum roll, please. Yeah, yeah. Drum roll. <laughs> we won't have to put that in on, on the soundtrack. Okay. But <laughs> definitely, definitely. Man, look, uh into uh across the Spider-Verse. Right. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, also known as Miles Morales, Miles Morales 2. Or okay. uh man, look. Um amazing. The, I and you know I made a bold statement before I'm sticking with my bold statement. Okay, okay. Uh, best Spider-Man movie ever. Best. Hands. Spider Verse One or has Spider Verse Two taken the mantle from Spider Verse One? Two has taken it. It's two. Taken it. It. Okay. Yeah, okay. And, and, and and you know I was kind of talking to a buddy of mine, right? Like, and we we kind of agree on this fact. Miles is different from Peter in, you know, various ways, right? Like Peter didn't have his parents. He was raised by his aunt and his uncle. Right. And then uncle died. And, you know, he basically was, you know, we get to know him, you know, just with his aunt. He's not cool. You know, right. you know, he's a nerd, all this other stuff, right? Miles, on the other hand, has both his parents. Miles is super cool. Yeah. He dresses really nice, right? Yeah. But yet and still, Miles, the story with Miles feels perfect for Spider-Man because Spider-Man is a kid. And, yeah. and that's one of the things you really don't get in a lot of the other movies. You don't get the kid feeling from Spider-Man. Like, yeah, he feels like a young adult given... He feels like he has some struggles and stuff, but you really don't get that feeling like, you know, he's a kid dealing with kid stuff. And right. I I think that is, you know, one of the 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 testaments and the hallmarks of this into the Spider-Verse series is that it feels like, you know, like he's a kid dealing with kid stuff. Like, yeah, he has all these powers. But he feels like a kid. And not only does he feel like a kid, he is a New Yorker, right? Like, you can tell, like, you, you grow, like, that's one of the things, and it's weird to say this, but you feel like he's grown from the first movie to the second. Okay. You feel like it. Like, you can actually feel it. It's, like, palpable. You can feel that he's grown. You can feel that he's mature. You can feel that he take something seriously and he's struggling with some other stuff and he's trying to find out where he fits in all this which is pretty much what kids go through exactly and into the spider-verse tackles that even before without getting into the story without any of that stuff you just feel like oh man miles is cool now storyline wise <laughs> Mm -hmm. Man, they blow the doors off of it. Have you seen it yet? Have you seen it no, yet? No, I haven't seen Man. it yet either. I'll be sure to check that one out and, and the Guardians in the theater. Look, go see if you like if you only got money for one ticket. <laughs> okay. Like if you uh, you know, thus far, if you only had 
money for one ticket. This for our audience. You maybe you're behind on everything. Maybe you haven't seen Ant Man. Maybe you haven't seen Guardians. Maybe you haven't seen a lot of other stuff. Maybe you only have so much time. Maybe you, you got a long Netflix queue. You got a long queue for Hulu. And you say, I only got three hours to watch something. Watch Spider-Man. Watch it. And if you got six hours, watch it twice. Watch it twice. Oh, okay, so, so in six twice. hours, I shouldn't watch Spider-Man and then Guardians. I need to watch Spider-Man twice. Watch Spider-Man twice. You can catch up on Guardians. Guardians is great. Don't get me wrong. The end is a great record. I'm not saying it's not good. But I'd rather go see Spider-Man twice. Oh, wow. Okay. Buy a ticket. Turn around. The movie. It look. Amazing Spider-Man. Not Amazing Spider-Man. But Spider-Man. Across the Spider-Verse is so good. At the end, I applauded for the movie. Oh, for real? You stood up and I, 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 It was only like maybe two or three people that yeah. applauded. And I was one of the two or three. That It was, you know, <laughs> it was me, my wife, and then some other dude way on the other side of the theater. Now, it ends. This is the only spoil I'm giving you about the movie. Okay. It ends on a cliffhanger. Okay. And you kind of need to know that because if you're expecting everything to be wrapped up at the end of the movie, it's not. Okay, but so, it, so this cliffhanger setting up part three, you think? Oh yeah, it's so satisfying. The okay. cliffhanger is the end of the movie. There's like a couple of things that happen just kind of throw you for a loop, right? Mm-hmm. But it's so satisfying. You just say, "Oh my goodness, how are they getting out of this?" I walked out of the theater, and I'm gonna tell you this because you know I go with my wife and my girls. Oh yeah. Had I been by myself, right? <laughs> I would walk out the theater. I would walk to the ticket booth, bought another ticket, and went right back in and watched. The <laughs> That's how good it is. Okay, well, cool. That's all right, so, all right, so, so I'm assuming your 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 second viewing time has already been been planned or whatever, or it's in the process of being planned. It's in the process. It's in, okay. you know, I'm, I'm a okay. dad, I'm a father, so I got fatherly exactly. stuff to do. Uh, but I want to look. I've been thinking every day of how I want to go see this movie again. Yeah, every, I want yeah. to see it Friday when it came out. Well, it came out Thursday. I tried to get early tickets from a good buddy of mine, uh, okay. and he didn't have any uh, more press passes or anything. So, uh, not a, not a big deal. It's all good. So I went okay. to see it on Friday uh, with the with the family, and I look. I just want to see it again. It's so good. It feels good. There are some parts in there and you just say this is a comic book brung to life okay, that's well, I gotta it. definitely check that one out then yeah and now is if you can go see it in a in an early matinee i would suggest doing that okay. because some of the audio mixing is a little off uh so it's kind of hard to hear some of the characters uh specifically oh, okay. um punk rock spider-man okay he's with a british accent Okay. Uh, so if you're not used to like if if you're not like I watch a lot of you know international shows right like right, I watch right, a lot right, of okay. you know, Australians and New Zealand uh, New Zealanders and people from the UK so you know I can kind of pick up on the accents a little yeah. bit and I know the slang a little bit so you know I kind of make challenging. yeah but yeah. for anyone else it's going to if you're not used to that it's going to be pretty challenging it's gonna be hard so i would say that like if you can really pay attention uh okay. and then 
some of the characters that you think are just because you know you, you see a thousand Spider-Man on screen. Right. Some of the characters you think, okay, they're just there to meet quota or to check a box. You actually fall in love with some of these characters. Okay. okay. Yes. So uh the the Indian Spider-Man, uh Parfter Parker or something like that. I can't remember <laughs> but but like you know it's 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 plays on all the on Peter Parker's name a lot. Right. So, you know, that's Spider-Man end up loving his character. I was like, wow, this is a good character. Like okay. I thought it was gonna be like, all right, we're gonna insert this type of Spider-Man. Right, we're gonna bring right. this Spider-Man. We're gonna bring it to, and I actually liked the majority of all these characters. Okay. Uh, Spider-Woman, I enjoy her. She's uh voiced by Issa Rae. Oh, okay. I'm yep. like Issa. So Issa Glenn, I've heard of her. Yeah. Okay. And, Spider-Man, she has a great uh, character arc. And then um, uh, even uh, um, uh, uh, Spider-Man 2099, uh, voiced by, and he got away, Oscar Isaacs. (laughs) Didn't ruin this one. He didn't ruin it. Always seen at the scene of the crime of a that's, disaster. Yeah, that's it. There are no bodies at the scene of this crime. So okay, well, awesome, Oscar. I'm glad you got a win. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad Oscar finally got a win. He's finally associated with something good for a change. Yeah, yeah. He he. Nobody's on the scene of this crime here. So great, then Oscar. It worked out. Well, you know, to win. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it might be because he was the villain. I'm not sure, uh, but. It, it definitely was something, but no, nobody's on the scene today. So that's great. Yeah. So that, that's it. But man, look, uh, into the spot across the spy verse. Fantastic movie. Uh, I, I can't recommend it enough. I would probably uh, say if you're going to see, if you haven't seen the first one into the spider verse, watch that one first, kind of give yourself yeah. a job and then go see it again. But it's, it's amazing, man. And I dare say, right. I've already said, Best Spider-Man movie. I am hard-pressed, hard-pressed to think of a better comic book movie. For real? Yes. Okay, this, is, this is way up there then. Okay, so 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 yes. this is this is in in in-game conversation type thing? Oh, man, look. Infinity War conversation. Because to me, Infinity War is better than in-game, right? Oh, like, 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 we got the good scene in in-game, but the total movie... Yeah, all that right. The the last twenty minutes was amazing, or thirty minutes. Amazing. So that one scene, right? That now that scene stands out. That's the best comic book scene ever. That's 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 it. But as far as the totality of the movie, I like Infinity War more than I liked Endgame, and it's up there. It's it's, I I would I could probably say the same thing. I kind of view them as one really long movie. Mm-hmm. I think if if, okay. if they had the courage to make a four and a half hour cut, <laughs> it would have been great for just make that one long movie. But but yeah, I can. I don't know. You know that Avengers Assemble. You know that 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 pretty much put it at like number one for me. But you're right though. That was just one one cool twenty minute ending of it or so. But but yeah, okay. All right, well, all right. So if Spider Verse Two was in that kind of realm, then I definitely have to check it out. Oh man, look. So remember how we felt 
at the end of Infinity War. Remember, everyone went to see Infinity War. They they really hadn't announced what Avengers 4 was going to be yet, right? They just announced right. there was going to be an Avengers 4. Right. And most of us did not know that it was going to end on the cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. Most of remember that? Remember, remember that feeling, right? So mm -hmm. You get that same type of feeling at the oh. end of Across the Spider-Verse. Okay, okay. Yeah, you, you get that feeling like, I can't wait until the next movie. I cannot. It was a, it was a great. It was great. It was great. I'm sure to check this one out then before the next podcast. Then I'll be I'll be ready to really break it down then for the next podcast. Look, please do. Look, I look. Okay, I'll be ready. Then I've been seeing it twice. Oh yeah, oh, this, maybe thrice. <laughs> if this was back in the day, remember how back in the day you you know you had the uh, the DVD man. The bootleg. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. for real. This was back in the day. I just mm -hmm. be like, look here, man. Run me that bootleg, bootleg until uh until the oh, real one. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. You know that 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 certain barbershop had that certain guy that walked in. That's it. Uh, uh, you know, swap meat, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's that's DVD man. Oh yeah, every town had one. Everyone, shaky cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's it. But, but look, man, go check it out. Anybody who's listening, if you have not seen uh, Across Spider-Verse, do yourself a favor. It, look, I, I can't say it enough how good it oh, is. Yeah. It is amazing and fantastic and super and cool, and you will not regret it. I don't I don't know what they're doing with the flashes coming up, uh, but I, I felt good spending my money to watch this. So okay. go and watch it. Go watch it. Sounds great, dude. Well worth it. Uh, so that that that's just about wraps up our catch up episode. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, true to form, we're hitting an hour. <laughs> so oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's true to form. Our 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 intended goal, and as usual, we've gone over a little bit, but going over a little bit is <laughs> better than going over a lot. That's it. You look, <laughs> we haven't we haven't done this in a while. So, oh, yeah. you know, we got to do what we got to do every now and then. Most of that. And uh, just an amazing time with you as always. You got anything on your shelf for this week? Anything you're watching yeah. or, reading or whatever? Okay, on my shelf is something that's been on my shelf for a while. I've, I'm on Supernatural Season 13. My goal is to finish all 15 seasons this summer. Woo, I'm looking good. pretty good, uh, pretty good on that goal. I've been hanging out with Sam and Dean for a long time, and it's pretty cool. Have 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 you ever watched even two or three episodes of Supernatural? I have not. My brother used to watch it all the time. Okay. He would tell me how good it was. So, what episode yeah. are you on again? I'm on season thirteen, around episode ten or so. Uh, there about. And the last episode I saw was called the Scooby Verse, and Sam and Dean some sort of way got zapped into a television and they hung out with the Scooby gang and helped them solve a mystery. Okay. And it, was, it was pretty awesome. Okay. It was pretty awesome. So, so yeah, if you ever get in the Supernatural, season 13, uh, Scooby, uh, Scooby Natural, that's a pretty cool episode. Okay. All right. I, I tell you what, how do you watch it? Do you have the DVDs or Blu-rays or you watch yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I actually bought it. I, I actually bought the um, Blu-rays and and I, I, I keep buying them, I guess. It's more like something to collect, I guess. But it's on Netflix if you want to check it out on Netflix. Okay. So what I'll do, I'll start watching it. That way we can kind of talk about it. Because, you oh, know, yeah. one of the things, when you get a show that large, 
that many episodes, it scares a lot of people off. So yeah. we ask yeah, for yeah. watching it and then maybe we could talk about it with our audience and then, oh, you know. Yeah. You Check know. it out. But I'm definitely, definitely start from the pilot because everything builds every season. So so to jump in halfway through would kind of the kind of you know, you would you would cost yourself a whole lot of entertainment. So start from episode one one. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. I'm a book series reader, so I'm always oh, gonna start oh, yeah. at the okay. beginning. Okay. Oh, yeah, at the right, very cool. oh yeah, definitely. Awesome, awesome. Uh I got on the shelf. I've been catching up uh reading the Thrawn trilogy by oh, okay. Okay. So I finished uh first book, Air of the Empire. I just uh finished the second book, Dark Force Rising. Oh okay. so good, so good. Okay. And uh, I just started the third book, uh, which is called The Last Command. And I finished the first one because I did the first one on, on Audible years ago, but I need to go back through it because it was, it was very good. Yeah, it, look here. It's really good. And I'm yeah. pretty much trying to get that in before they do the Ahsoka series. Uh, okay. Just because I know they're going to change a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm 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 finding all my comfort right now with Star Wars in the uh, extended universe. So yeah. they've changed Luke Skywalker, of course, in the movies. Yeah, uh, Anthony uh, Kennedy, Free Universe is what you're talking about. Carrie yeah. Fisher is no longer with us, so that yeah. kind of killed that dream. Uh, right. You know, Han, Han Solo, uh, played by Harrison Ford, they killed him off in the movies. Yep. He ain't coming back. Yeah. So, you know, those dreams of seeing uh, Dark Empire or uh, Heir, to the, uh, Heir to the Empire come to life, those are pretty much dashed against the rocks. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. now I'm like, okay. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like, I, li- I like Ahsoka's character uh, uh, played by Rosario Daw- Dawson. Uh, so I, I mean I'm cool with that and I'm cool with the Rebels characters Sabine and Ezra and all yeah. them but I you know I'm, I'm old school right I'm old school in the yeah, I like my old school Star Wars characters I, I like uh, uh, Han Solo uh, Han Solo and um, uh, Lando Calrissian doing uh, smuggler stuff Oh yeah, to yeah. do right, but you know, I, exactly. I uh, with Chewbacca, uh, you know, in tow. I, I like all that stuff, so I'm pretty much living through the extended universe right now, uh, yeah. and, and catching up on all that stuff. Uh, matter of fact, I I just bought uh, the book, and I haven't. I'll probably read that next. It's called uh, Vector. I think it's called Vector Prime. Okay, uh, and that that introduces a new new species into the Star Wars canon. Uh, I think they're the Yon Vogue or something like that. I can't really remember the name, but they are a, uh, a natural culture that uses the force to control yeah. like nature and animal and beasts and stuff like this. And okay. uh, so they come in, they wipe out a lot of people. So I'm going to end up reading that. I think that's part of the new Jedi order. Uh, series of books so that's what's on my shelf right now doing a lot of reading for the summer uh that's awesome yeah it keeps me sane oh yeah definitely <laughs> most definitely i want to check out some of those too i'll i'll probably probably text you later on for for a reading list of some of those uh, we'll do i actually got a screenshot on my phone so i'll send it to you I actually, to so the cool thing about 
the, this probably should just be another podcast, but I'll just say it, right? Okay. The cool thing about uh, the Star Wars Extended Universe, you know, you go back and buy a lot of the books. Uh, some of them are uh, still in print. Uh, I picked up a couple when I uh, went to Chicago last year for a work trip. Okay. Uh, but uh, in the back of the books, they have the timeline and the order in which you can read the books. Oh, that's great then. Okay. Yeah. It kind of helps you to say, all right, this is when this movie was, and this is when these stories happen. And right. this and this happens. And it goes from episode one all the way to, you know, to uh, Return of the Jedi. And some of the TV shows are in there, like Clone Wars and all that. Okay. And then to show you where the books or the stories fit in in between that stuff. And it okay. helps you kind of stay on track. Now, what I'm looking for right now is the hardcover for the book about Darth Plagueis. So I can learn about, you know, about Sidious and all these other people and all yeah. this. I, I want to read that. Uh, so uh, that's where I'm at right now. But I'll send you the timeline. Matter of fact, uh, for our Spoiled Milk family, I'll post it. Uh, when I post this uh, episode, I'll also post the timeline uh, on our Facebook page. So you can follow us on Facebook or on our Twitter at Spoiled Milk Web uh, 1. Or you can email us at spoilmilkweb at gmail.com and uh, let us know how you like this episode. Or if you want the timeline ma- emailed to you, you can email us and then we'll email you uh, those screenshots of the timeline as well. Uh, yeah, but we want to thank, thank you guys and we appreciate you all for being on the podcast with us. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for, for spending this time with us. We promise the next podcast won't be as long after this one as this one was after the previous one and until then take it easy and we'll see you later